Welcome to day 107 of Shaped by the Word. We're in our third season, a Story of the Prophets. I'm Paul, here with Matt and David and Katie as we continue our journey through Isaiah. Uh, for the last you know, several chapters, last week and this week, uh, we've been introduced to a wonderful theme you know, that comes in the heart of Isaiah's prophecy, and that's the servant songs. And, and of course, there are two servants in Isaiah. There is uh, the unfaithful servant Israel, who has been everything but faithful, everything but obedient, everything you know, but grateful, you know, for the hand of God. And then there is the servant that redeems those who have been unfaithful. And I have a beautiful picture of that. And so we enter this week into the rejoicing that comes for those who recognize and those who know the servant. And then, of course, we will get into that final servant song, which is absolutely astounding. So it's a fun section of Isaiah, you know, to read as we've moved progressively away from the seriousness of the judgment, you know, facing Israel to the magnitude of the redemption that it will come through this, you know, come through this servant. And you see God's constant invitation to his people uh, to receive the work that he is is going to do, uh, which restore uh, Jerusalem, restore his people, and restore their hope. So before we read, as always, we, uh, we pause and uh, we offer ourselves, we offer the moment to the Lord, realizing that you know, we're not just simply reading, you know, a dusty old book, uh, you know, that has, you know, nice stories from ages past, but we're hearing, you know, God reveal his heart and character to us, and uh, we, our desire is to, to see him, to know him, and to have our affections stirred, you know, by who he is, and of course, to have our hearts transformed. So before we read, Matt, would you mind lifting us up with a word of prayer? Yeah. Father, we thank you uh, for your word. We thank you that it's living and active and sharper than any double-edged sword. And, and Father, we ask that, that your word would um, would accomplish its purpose in us as we read, as we reflect and meditate on it. Father, would you be glorified in us and, and would you draw near to us? Uh, Father, we thank you for um, the grace we have in Christ Jesus. We thank you for the the means by which we get to do this is your body. And so would you grow us up in Christ Jesus? Um, search, search us out. Um, help us to see uh, your glory and to be transformed by you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. We're reading Isaiah 51, the first 16 verses. And listen to me, you who pursue righteousness, and you who seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were cut and to the quarry from which you were hewn. Look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah, who gave you birth. When I called, he was only one man. When I blessed him and made him many, the Lord will surely comfort Zion and will look with compassion on all her ruins. He'll make her deserts like Eden, her wasteland like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in her, thanksgiving and the sound of singing. Listen to me, my people. Hear me, my nation. Instruction will go out from me. My justice will become a light to the nations. My righteousness draws near speedily. My salvation is on the way. And my arm will bring justice to the nations. The islands will look to me and wait in hope for my arm. Lift up your eyes to the heavens. Look at the earth beneath. The heavens will vanish like smoke. The earth will wear out like a garment. And its inhabitants die like flies. My salvation will last forever. My righteousness will never fail. Hear me, you who know what is right, you people who have taken my instruction to heart. Do not fear the reproach of mere mortals or be terrified by their insults. For the moth will eat them up like a garment, and the worm will devour them like wool. But my righteousness will last forever, my salvation through all generations. Awake, awake, arm of the Lord, clothe yourself with strength. Awake as in days gone by, as in generations of old. Was it not you who cut Rahab to pieces, who pierced that monster through? 
Was it not you who dried up the sea, the waters of the great deep, who made a road in the depths of the sea so that the redeemed might cross over? Those that the Lord has rescued will return. They will enter Zion with singing. Everlasting joy will crown their heads. Gladness and joy will overtake them, and sorrow and sighing will flee away. I, even I, am he who comforts you. Who are you that fear mere mortals? Human beings are but grass. That you forget the Lord, your maker, who stretches out the heaven, who lays the foundations of the earth. That you live in constant terror every day because of the wrath of the oppressor who is bent on destruction. For where is the wrath of the oppressor? The cowering prisoners will soon be set free. They will not die in their dungeon, nor will they lack bread. For I am the Lord your God who stirs up the sea, so that its waves roar. The Lord Almighty is his name. I put my words in your mouth and covered you with the shadow of my hand. I sent the heavens in place, who laid the foundation of the earth, who say to Zion, You are my people. Nice creation themes, nice Exodus themes. You have a lot of the Old Testament, you know, tied in here as God's rescuing power. And, and of course, the return, you know, to, uh, you know, to Eden. Uh, when I've blessed your land and when I've restored you, your land will be like, you know, the Garden of Eden. And not only mm-hmm. you have a beautiful picture of the land flourishing, but it's also a portrait of, of us flourishing in you know, the hand of the Lord, the desert of our souls turned into the richness you know, that God gives. And so I think we have singing three times in here, Katie. <laughs> and, and part of you know, part of realizing the joy of the Lord is just the spontaneous breaking out into song mm-hmm. and uh, celebrating his goodness and his richness. Man, that verse 16 is so good. I've put my words in your mouth and covered you with the shadow of my hand, and that shows his faithfulness. I who set the heavens in place, who laid the foundations of the earth, and who say to Zion, you are my people. I mean, if you forgot who I am, I'm the one who um, made everything <laughs> and um, laid the foundations of the earth, and I call you my people. I mean, I'm the one who gives you your identity. That's who I am. And what if, I mean, that's just showing to me just such a faithful and and strong and powerful God who has always been there. And this this shows how he has always been there providing um being a strong arm for his people. No, and, and you, you have to realize that he's talking to a people who are in exile. Mm-hmm. And so he's calling a nation who has, for all you know, practical intents and purpose, been decimated. They have lost you know, things that are dear to them. They've been paraded to another country. And uh, so they're serving another king. And uh, from where they're sitting, it looks absolutely impossible. And he reminds them of two things. He said, this is it's not the first time I've done this. Uh, you were captive in Egypt, and I rescued you. And not only that, I, I spoke the heavens into being. You know what feels impossible? You know from where you are is, is so possible with who I am and what I can do. And, and set your hope not in, you know the, uh, oh, the ridicule of mere mortals, but the hope that is given you by your, you know by your God. Yeah, I I love you know you get kind of three or four times just throughout the first part of this chapter where God's saying, "Listen to me." You know, and, and we've seen a, a neglect in God's people to listen to him. And, and that's been one of the things, you know, he points them back to. He says, if you just remember, you know, look at the rock from which you were cut. Look at Abraham and Sarah. Look at the promises I made to them and how I've brought them about. You failed to remember me. You failed to remember where you came from. And you failed to listen to me. You know, but then in, in the midst of exile, how does he comfort them? It's a comfort by drawing them back to himself, saying, return, listen to me, hear me. You know, and, and just that reminder for us, you know, how often do we fail to remember? Do we fail to listen? Do we fail to to hear God's word, to look to look to him 
you know, and so in the midst of circumstances and everything else that, you know, s- s- surrounds us, um, where, where's our gaze? Where, where's our ear? Yeah, no, there definitely seems to be kind of that persistent theme all throughout the prophets and even still today that we're just a people that kind of have that gospel amnesia and we forget all the good things that the Lord has done for us. These people forgetting, as Paul alluded to a minute ago, their escape from Egypt, us forgetting all that we've been given in Christ Jesus. And so, yeah, we are a people that are definitely called to remember and in that remembering, it restores us and kind of renews us and does that work of kind of recalibrating our hearts to, to remember all that we've been given. And I know I need that at least 12 to 15 times a day, uh, maybe more. Yeah. yeah. And he even said, verse 12, I, even I am he who comforts you. Who are you that you fear mere mortals, human beings who are but grass, that you forget the Lord your maker, mm-hmm. who stretches out the heavens and who lays the foundations of the earth? No, that's and the prophets will continually, you know, call us back to creation and call us back to the Exodus, you know, where we've seen the power of God demonstrated in speaking, you know, the universe into being and rescuing his people from the mightiest, you know, uh, nation on the, on the face of the earth at the time, uh, doing battle with their gods, reducing them for nothing. And even when it felt like their backs, you know, were against the wall, parting the sea and bring them through them. So those are two powerful images of our rescue uh, that are more powerfully, you know, uh, more powerfully present in the cross, even though the cross seems innocuous, historically speaking, you know, in comparison. But God has won a more major battle through the cross. And he has not only uh, not only done an act of redemption, but it's also an act of creation as well, as he makes us new creations in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and so these themes are big themes, you know, that cut all the way through, all the way through the New and the Old Testament as well. And I like it. I was going to go to the same place you did, Matt. You know, there's that word again, you know, I'm the one who, who brings you comfort mm-hmm. in the middle of everything that you've experienced. If you look to me, if you'd only looked to me, you would have never been here in the first place, mm-hmm. but here I am willing to offer my comfort and my grace, which is, you know, beyond, you know, beyond explanation. You know, Paul said that it's the peace of God that transcends all of our understanding that guards our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And of course, the way Isaiah said this was in, you know, chapter 26, you will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is steadfast because he trusts in you. And, and those are the pictures. And here you have the promise of I, I love this. Uh, gladness and joy will overtake you. Mm-hmm. It's it's not you know you sit there and you know, kind of work up you know a little bit of joy, a little bit of gladness, and kind of recall the things. It'll just be so overwhelming what you see. Mm-hmm. It'll just kind of sweep you over, yeah. and it'll be everlasting, yeah. and that'll be the crown of your head. Nice, you know, beautiful words. Yeah, it, I would say I, I just love to. I mean, the, the portrait of God that the prophets continually place before us is one who is. So incredible, incredibly beyond us and bigger than us and powerful, more powerful. You know, he's more powerful than us. Like verse 15, for I am the Lord your God who stirs up the sea so that the waves roar. The Lord Almighty is his name. You know, just when you begin to understand like the ancients view of the sea, like God's, I mean, they hoped there maybe a God could control the, the sea, but it was like, a, you know, chaos. And and yet the Lord is the one who even stirs up the, the sea. And, and yet this God who is sovereign and powerful is the same one who enters in and comforts his people yeah. with tenderness and care. And, well, there were, and there's kind of a nice little word play going on there. You know, the Babylonian gods spoke of you know, their God slaying the monster yeah. of the sea and creating the earth out of, out of the middle of chaos. 
And God is like saying, really? <laughs> you think that's what has happened? I'm the one who, is, who has. And, and it's a beautiful picture because that is exactly what happened in creation. You have this uh, earth is formless and void, which means it's wild and empty and uninhabitable. And, and God takes the chaos by moving the water, set, bringing the light, and uh, securing you know, the vegetation. He said, I've, I've made this peaceful place for you, and now I'm inviting you back into a piece of rest in hope in me. So these images are, are really rich. And you, uh, the more you hear the Old Testament story, the more you see him reappropriating these images and pointing us, you know, to Christ Jesus. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word. We thank you that you are the one who, uh, who has slain the chaos in our life. Uh, we thank you for the peace that you bring. And we look forward to one day being so overcome by joy and gladness that we have an eternal crown of joy we thank you for the promise you know that you have given us and you said i've told you these things while i'm with you so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete and we thank you for the complete joy that is ours in christ jesus the peace that is beyond all understanding and father may we today as we look at the chaos around us find our hope and rest in you it's in your holy name we pray amen <music>